Hey, beautiful lightworker. Thanks so much for listening to the Golden Otter Divinations podcast, where the metaphysical meets the mainstream. I'm your host, Autumn Seibel, and today on episode 307, we have the world's number one financial stress management hypnotherapist, Kine Quarter, here to share how we can reprogram our subconscious beliefs about health, wealth, love, and perfect self-expression with neuro-linguistic programming and hypnotherapy. After listening, you can find more information by heading to the show notes, where you'll find links to our website, Instagram, and YouTube channel. From there, you can access any new or full moon rituals we discussed and get more information on how to join the Lunar Manifestations co-creation tribe. Come visit us anytime at goldenotter.us. That's golden like the precious metal and otter like the precious animal. Looking forward to seeing you on the next live members only call at the new or full moon and meeting you during your private one-to-one new moon intention planting ceremony that's included in your annual membership. In the meantime, please be sure to subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. And if you like what you hear, please leave us a review. Each review allows us to reach even more light workers like you, spreading light and love while raising our collective vibration. Okay, enjoy the episode, and if you have any questions about mediumship, manifestation, moons, or all things metaphysical, feel free to drop me a message. I'd love to hear from you. In gratitude, Autumn. Hi, everyone. I'm Autumn, and you're listening to Golden Otter Divinations. Thanks for joining us today as we explore where the metaphysical meets the mainstream. Join us each week as we share, share new, informative, and engaging interviews with medical experts, practicing mediums, intuitives, healers, and many more to help uplift and educate and empower listeners like you to find physical and spiritual healing. So today I'm really excited and dropping down into my heart, like I always do for my for my episodes, but this is what I really feel like is gonna be a really amazing heart, heart-centered show because that's how I connected with this guest in the first place. Mm-hmm. I have Kine Porter, who has been featured in the New York Times. She's a best-selling author, international speaker, host of the Presidential Experience Podcast, and founder of the Presidential Experience Community. In her 20-plus years serving clients, Kine has helped high achievers through one-to-one and group sessions, workshops, and speaking engagements. She currently consults high-achieving entrepreneurs on managing stress by using money to find meaning. Kine has hundreds of hours of training with her most recent training by world-renowned clinical hypnotherapist, Alyssa Abduleva, and Kine has honed a unique set of skills that she's used in her work. In her practice, she combines all of her experience, education, and compassion to guide high achievers to live a life on purpose and with meaning. Mm-hmm. With training in wellness, wealth, relationships, and business strategy, Kine brings innovation to join with her patients on a transformational journey to reduce stress by turning money into meaning. <laughs> so without further ado, welcome to Golden Otter Diminutions, Kine. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited too, because that whole mainstream, woo to mainstream is a big passion of mine. And we don't always get to mix the two. Like you either have to go one side or the other. So I love that you're doing that. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. So to raise our vibration, really get into the flow. I like to start the show by asking all of my guests if they've had any golden moments lately. So a golden moment, meaning a time you were just totally in the flow, or maybe it was an interaction that um, made you smile or made your heart sing. Maybe it was you know, sent by spirit or otherwise otherworldly. Um, had yeah. any golden moments lately? Uh, so I, I was thinking of this question and trying to narrow it down because like I'm always having golden moments. And so there were these two that were competing. So I'm going to share two and I'm going to try to share them quickly. But one was I came up with this let's see if I, it's a mouthful. So it is an immune system boosting and allergy relief serum that I then 
turned into a salad dressing and it was all just flow. Like it was, I didn't know what I was doing. I was just mixing stuff. And then it came up and cause I, my allergies were bothering me and my uncle gave me Claritin and I was like, I don't want to use your, first of all, I don't want to use your Claritin it's yours. And second of all, I don't want to use Claritin. <laughs> don't want yeah. to use medication. And so it was a quick, it was a quick fix and relief. But when I woke up that morning, I was like, I got to figure this out. And so I went to mixing and it freaking worked. And I was like, yes, I just cured my allergies by just listening to my body and connecting with the universe. And then there was this other time, which is completely different, a bigger shift. But I don't know if you remember about maybe two or three weeks ago, maybe four, um, they asked white people in the U.S. to be quiet and they called it Blackout Tuesday and they were like, let the Black Lives Matter movement shine and just white people be quiet. We don't want to hear about how you feel. And I had two conversations that were going to be IG lives with two separate white people and they both called me to cancel. And they're good friends of mine with great hearts. And I was like, no, no. And my spirit just would not let me be quiet. I was like, absolutely not. You are not going to be quiet. You're not the person they're asking to be quiet. Not the loving, kind, generous people. We're not talking about those people. Like you got to keep talking. And I realized that the message was, wasn't clear. So I was like, I got to go out there and I got to say something. And I normally get, you know, 100, 200 <laughs> listens, if I'm honest, to my, my videos. 20,000 people watch this video. And so oh many God. people just responded like with such love. And you know, when you, when you post the truth on social media, a lot of times you get backlash for, from it. This was not yeah. the case. I posted the truth, my truth, because I felt anxiety about my friends canceling our lives and my, my spirit just would not let me rest. And I had to record that video. And so many people were like, oh my gosh, I totally understand now. Like that was so much love. You just, you just opened my eyes. Like, it was just the best, the, the absolute best response. And out of those 20,000 views, one person was slightly negative. He didn't even know he was being negative. So he was really trying to be positive, but mm. he, he's so stuck in his ways that he ended up being a little negative. So I would want to say nobody was negative because that wasn't his heart. His heart wasn't to be negative. He just didn't know that his response was going to be um, negative. Thank you so much. I don't, you probably saw me as you were sharing that. Um, well, first, we'll, have, we'll come back to the recipe because I bet people want to know. Otherwise, they can message you to get the salad dressing recipe to cure allergies. But as you were sharing that, that's why I knew you on this show to talk about hypnotherapy for a long time. And I'm always trying to bridge the metaphysical and the mainstream and try to bring healing endeavors uh, or options to, to people across the spectrum. And the fact that you work predominantly with men was something that I was really interested in because we have a pretty large female audience. And the repeated feedback I get is, thanks for anytime we share things that are like geared towards men, they say, thank you, because I shared that with this person, this, like my, my brother, my uncle, my cousin, my, you know, and it's, and so it's like one step away. And I just thought, okay, we need to have this conversation. And then as we were talking about everything erupted in the United States, and it's, it's not that it's this new thing, it's been there, it's been there. And now it's like, be healed. And so when we started this show, I said, Oh, my gosh, I'm like dropping into my heart. And that was how I knew we had to keep going with the show. Because it's exactly as you said, like, do we stop talking? Do I stop sharing? Do I just go quiet? And what I did during, you know, the blackout. But how long? When do you start again? what's the right move? And we're looking to the, you know, black community and the African-American community to take the lead. And you're like, you guys tell us, we'll just, we'll chill. We'll just like, listen. 
and amplify and and praise and like lift up because that's what should always be happening. Yes. But it's like, but now you tell us when it's good. And I actually had a very similar, I think I must have been on that IG live of yours because I've been on your IG for a while. And I had a very similar conversation. It's never been something we talk about. In our mm. 10 years of friendship, we talk about motherhood and being military wives and our just our experience as entrepreneurs and teachers, like all of these other things. And this is yep. just one thing that we never, and I just said like, what can I do? How can I stand? I'm actually wearing all black in, in honor of her because she's, you know, she talks about how she could never wear black out in the community and without feeling like she was being um, like aggressive militant. and militant. Yeah. And she's like, and that's yeah. not who I am. That's not how she's like, but I feel like, and I'm like, okay, well, I don't know if my message will translate here in Africa because it's not quite the same as in the U S but my energy is with you and I'm going to do, you know, but long yeah. story short, I asked her, I said, what do I do? What do I do? Tell me, how can I, how can I be your, your ally? How can I be your friend? How can I support you? And she said, keep shining your light and keep spreading this message. And she exactly what you said, like, don't, don't, if your message has always been one of love and acceptance and inclusion, and it's at the core with what matters, you're not the voice that needs to be quiet. And not that I'm not that I want to be the loudest voice in the room. I actually want to be a very soft whisper, just <laughs> lifting up other voices, but it is a very interesting time and how to navigate when, you know, like with your messaging and like just how to share. And um, that's why I was really excited to have you on today. Even timing is everything yeah. um, because you've been talking about actually first, before I even talk about this, I wanted to read a message from um, a blog post you recently wrote, and I feel like it's the perfect way to open the show. It's about okay. love. So it says a, a message from Kinney. So you say love like you've never loved before, love like you've never been hurt before, love like you've never been judged before and love like it's safe to be loved. I love my tribe, and as a tribe leader, I feel I have a responsibility to guide my tribe in a way that is best for all involved using love. However, doing what's best for everyone is difficult because we have so many cultures, ethnicities, lifestyles, genders, and even ways of thinking. We're all different, but we have something in common. That's our ability to love. I'm aware of what's happening, and if I listen to my own advice and control the controllables, the truth is I do not control the chaos. What I do control is myself. I cannot let what is happening in the world determine what is happening inside of me. I have to trust, I have to stay calm and on course while interpreting the information that is coming at me. I must protect my tribe. Right now, I feel love from you. Right now, I give love to you. Right now, I am so incredibly grateful for people who have already signed up for the presidential experience private club at the master level, despite of all the chaos. I'm prepared to lead a conversation on how we repair from all the damage that has been done. How do we band together as a human race? All tribes must put their weapons down and pick up a tool to build a reality that allows for all of us to have a life of prosperity, a reality that leads with love, not fear. What tool will you pick up? How will you help build their new reality? So you say your contribution is the presidential experience because you know by helping people shift their idea of wealth, health, and love, you can change the world. And you say, but I can't do it without you, so please consider joining me. There's no pressure. I know your heart's heavy right now, and it's hard to move. I just want you to know I'm happy. Here's to your prosperity. Here's to your in peace and love. Can I? Um, it kind of surprised you with reading that. You're probably like, what is she going to read? And I just thought, um, I didn't mean to like do such a, like a, hey, uh, Kine's got this group, you should join right up front in the show. But I just thought it's like the perfect way to set the tone for the conversation that um, we're going to, we're going to have. And it's about how high achievers can move forward, especially the times that we're having now. So I just, I, I saw that and I just thought, this is where we start. Oh this my gosh. And it's so funny because, you know, as a creator, you create and you put it out there and then you kind of disconnect from it. <laughs> yeah. 
So that was a couple of weeks ago that I wrote that. And I didn't even remember, like when you started reading it, I remember writing it. I was like, oh yeah, I remember that. But I did not remember how much energy I put into it. Like I, I, I woke up that morning and I had to completely change what I was going to send out. It was it's automatic. It goes out automatically. And I was like, that can't go out. Like I, I have to change it. And then that came out. And I was like, thankful that it did. But listening back to it, I'm just like, oh my gosh. Like if I wasn't me, I would definitely understand what that person was going through when they were writing that and, and reading it. And, and the responsibility that comes with being a healer and healing so many different people. We can't take sides like, oh, I'll heal you, but not you. Oh, sorry, you don't get healing. You know, no, yeah. we all have to heal. And so in that message, the high, like, I have a target market. Absolutely, I have a target market. That is where I spend my marketing dollars. But that's not meaning I'm turning anybody away. It just means that, look, there's a lot of you counting on me. And because of that, I am going to do my absolute best. However, we all make mistakes. I don't know what this is going to look like. I have no idea what this is going to look like. <laughs> but what I know I is... Any of us do. <laughs> all I know is we're moving forward. If you're with me, come on. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Thank you. So I just wanted to share that as we started, as we got into this conversation, because, you know, when, when I start planning an episode, I go down the, the clinical route, the research route, the how can we get science to support what we're talking about to move these conversations into the mainstream and out of, you know, like church basements and community gatherings and bookshelves or, you know, um, mm -hmm. reading groups. And so the original conversation we were going to be talking about was about hypnotherapy and stress management. But I think what we're really talking the most about is how we drop down into our heart to heal these kind of like dis-ease happening in our energetic bodies and our, and our physical bodies. And you've been talking about how a life of meaning is about connecting your ideal amount of money, your ideal health regime, and adding in your ideal relationship status. Mm -hmm. And the, I guess I want to say like the vessel that you use is hypnotherapy and then NLP, right? Neuro-linguistic programming. Well, right? I don't, I don't necessarily use neuro-linguistic programming. Well, let's say this, NLP is a version of hypnotherapy. So okay. I'm familiar with it. I use it. It's like, it's like almost saying I use salt, right? Whether you use pink Himalayan salt, you know, yeah. sea salt, like that kind of thing. So NLP would be pink Himalayan salt where hypnotherapy is just salt overall. If that, if that helps break awesome. it. Yeah, down. that makes yeah. a lot of sense. Yeah. yeah. So it's like what you're doing inside the work. Yeah, exactly. So sometimes I will if if I know that the person needs it, because what NLP does is help us get connected to the feeling. And that's what I like about NLP. Get connected. What does it feel like to have this? Right. What does it feel like? Is What is it going to feel like to have this? And it could be as superficial as that pair of shoes that makes you feel really sexy <laughs> or <laughs> or that person, that partner in life. Like, what is that going to feel like? And reconciling what you feel right now with what you want to feel and making that your reality. Because what happens is, and you know this and many of your listeners, but let's talk about it, is that we are constantly focused on how we currently feel if it's not enough, right? I'm hungry. Uh, I, I, don't, I, I, I don't have enough love. I don't have enough money. I don't have enough. I'm not skinny enough, like how we currently feel. But if you could feel how you want to feel first, just feel it. No, you don't need a reason to feel it. And then I'm going to take this to something you said about science. 
You don't need a reason to feel it. That's a very American way of thinking. <laughs> so limited. You don't need a reason to feel good, right? If I want to feel like a millionaire, I'm going to feel like that. What it feels like to be a millionaire. Here's the thing, though. We get confused as to what that means. So many of us believe that a millionaire spends a lot of money. You're a millionaire, you spend money. Oh, in order to feel like a millionaire, I got to spend money. Well, I don't have any money to spend. Okay, I can't feel like a millionaire. No, a millionaire probably feels freedom. They can spend money if they want to, but they don't necessarily have to. A millionaire might feel lucky, right? They may feel like, wow, I'm so lucky to be here, honored, blessed. Like there's all of these other words besides spending <laughs> that you can feel because spending is the action. It's not the feeling. And so I bring that up because of what you said about science. So as Americans, we are, we are always looking for science back this and science back that. And science it gets in the way a lot of times of us healing. If you are feeling it from your heart, F science. And you know what I mean by F. <laughs> you just can't forget. <laughs> right. And so science is great, it's needed, it has its place, but it's not the end all to be all. It doesn't, we use science a lot of times to discredit things that are working really well. There is absolutely no way to quantify or, you know, scientifically test what happens when I hypnotize somebody. I cannot tell you how, and every single session is different. So in order to get science, you need, a, you need the constant, right? You need everything to be consistent and go exactly the same. Oh, this happens and then this happens and this happens. Well, it's not like that because you might have a trauma that takes you six sessions to resolve. Somebody else may have a trauma. It takes one session. They're so ready to let it go that it's gone just like that. I had a girl who was 19 years old. Her mom, this is a horrible story. Her mom used to sleep with her in the bed, even when she had men over. And she would have sex with the men, in, with her daughter in the bed, two years old. So the daughter wakes up and, and witnesses this and says, what are you doing, mommy? And she teaches her daughter how to masturbate. Oh, mommy is doing this to feel good. So she teaches her daughter to masturbate, uh, teaches the daughter to masturbate. So whenever she has men over to have sex with them, with the daughter in the bed with her, she tells the daughter to go ahead and masturbate. Now, it got to a point where the, t the daughter could not go to sleep without doing that. All of her entire life, she was 19 years old by the time I saw her. And in one session, now I didn't expect this to happen, but it did. In one session, she was able to go to sleep without masturbating. Wow. Yep. And that doesn't always happen. And I thought because it was so long, it's, you know, ingrained in her since two years old, that it was going yeah. to take us a while to heal her from that mm -mm. one yeah. session. And she called back her grandmother actually called me back and she was like, cause that's who she ended up living with. Of course, thank God she didn't stay in that environment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so she was getting ready to go off to college and um, her mom, her grandmother was like, you can't go to college. You can't have a roommate. Yeah, you gotta. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, it, so that's a very practical way that hypnotherapy and just doing trauma work, healing work, can have immediate, like an immediate impact in our life. And to go back to the science, I don't really want to have a huge conversation about science, but I had a guest on a couple of years ago who talked, uh, Dean Radin. He's a noetic scientist, and he talked about how our fundamental understanding of science in our modern age is actually it's flawed. 
because it puts consciousness, like our ability to, once our Maslow's hierarchy of needs are met, our, um, like our consciousness is at the very, very top of that. And we give such little attention to it in science. Or, and, and now, I mean, things are kind of changing and um, the world is changing a bit. But he says that if we actually inverse that scientific under, like the understanding of the world and we put consciousness as the foundation and this understanding that we're all connected. So like in this story, if there was like this underlying knowledge that like we are all connected and every action that we take has a ripple effect. It's not like these isolated silos of behavior yes. or interaction. Like it can be, it can help us because it's then it's like we're acting from a energetic level. And I, anyways, I'm, I'm clearly not the scientist in the room. No, but that is beautiful. And about we're all connected. And then as, as long as we are like working on healing our trauma, we can have like life-changing results in a matter of one session. So then I, I love to, him. And you'll have to tell me his name if you can remember. Oh, yes. Because he, that sounds awesome. Dean Radin. Dean Radin. It was episode 105. Um, okay. He has a book called The Conscious Universe. And then his most recent book is called Real Magic. And it was, uh, you know, it's like mm. an adult book for Harry Potter. And I, I love talking about it. He, he just like... He really helps bring the science of metaphysics into the forefront. And it's always been like metaphysics has always been kind of like a fringe science. And he's like, no, it's actually one of the more real sciences because yep. once we have this understanding that we're all connected. Yes. Um, so we've been talking about like patterns that can affect happiness. Um, I wanted to talk about, you say on uh, somewhere on your website, do you ever wonder if your brain is secretly plotting against you? And you say, the truth is it is. But with the right techniques, you can take control over your brain and overcome your negative patterns and live the life you desire. So that's what you've been kind of talking about. So what would be the first step in uncovering patterns? Awareness, awareness, like don't judge them, don't do anything with them, just just to be aware of them. I think sometimes we want to spring into action first, right? We want the first step to be something action oriented, but just notice it. Just be aware. Ah, so what do, what am I dealing with here? Where am I right now? What is this? And the other thing that I want you to be aware of is what I said earlier. Where do you want to be? Like, how do you want to feel? What, what does that life look like where you're not stressed out, where you're not always triggered? You know, what does that life look like? So just awareness. Just first determine where you are and where you want to be. And lastly, where you came from. What was it? What's, what was happening back then? Oh, I remember I was always so anxious. I can tell you, I was always so anxious. Always. And easily irritated because I was so anxious. I was easily irritated. I'm like, oh my God, Autumn, are you still breathing? <sighs> <laughs> so stop it. You're like, I can't stop breathing. I'll die. <laughs> it was like anything irritated me before I healed. And so those were things that I had to notice, you know, notice who triggers you when you're triggered. And, you know, I'm not perfect. I'm not the Dalai Lama yet, or, you know, who, who Mother Teresa, whoever you think of as like never triggered, not that person yet, but I'm so very little triggered. I'm so, it's so little irritation in my life. Most things are like, eh, whatever. Most things, are, eh, I don't even know what's happening. People are like, oh my God, this person, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, he was so nice. I thought he was so nice. Like, no, he was irritating as <laughs> AF. I'm like, oh, <laughs> it's so, it's so little, but you, awareness is the first step. But that's so true. Um, like it's the, the less, um, the more we perceive like as something being an issue with somebody else is usually what's going on with us. And it's not even usually it's like 99.9%. .9%. I mean, unless somebody is just 
really egregious in what they're doing, like unless they're attacking you and then physically you're like, okay, now you're physically touching me and we're gonna have to create space. But like all these little micro interactions and engagements and, and just like things that come into our field of reality are there to teach us something. And it's like the more we can master our own reaction to things and understanding that whatever is in our field of reality is a mirror and we can look at it and maybe give it love and send it love. And I, I know it is not always easy, um, especially now it's, it's, it's even harder to practice forgiveness and love and gratitude and all these things that we know put us into the, into a high vibration so that we can be magnetic attractors. And I don't know where I was going with that beyond. It's like, everything is a mirror. Yes, and the more we're and- willing to look in the mirror and that's where the work is. Go ahead. And I want, I want to, this is, this is said a lot in metaphysics and I want to stretch that a little bit more. So oftentimes we see it as a mirror. I am going to suggest that we see it as a window and that instead of the universe teaching us a lesson, look at it as clarity. So when you first decided to come back to earth or whatever, when you decided as a spiritual being, I'm going to go into a human experience, when that decision was made, you had an idea of what you wanted that experience to be. What happens though along the way is that the American way gets, you know, or your Indian culture or your a Chinese culture, whatever, all of these things get piled on top of the experience that you thought you were going to create. And so the universe is trying to get you back to the original idea that you, your spirit came to earth with. And so I'm, I'm trying to be woo-woo and mainstream at the same time. I don't know if it's working. You, you can go as deep into the woo as you okay. like. You can stay mainstream. We kinda, <laughs> we've, done, we've gone pretty deep. We've, got, we've been swimming in the deep, deep waters of the woo for some episodes. So I always like to balance it. But go where you like with it. Yes. So, so instead of looking at it like the universe or God or whatever you believe in is teaching you a lesson think about it as the universe or whatever you believe in is getting clarity on what it is you want because it wants to co-create with you, but it needs to understand what you want. And it also needs to remind you of what you want. And so sometimes when you feel the anxiety or that misalignment, it's because the universe is like, ah, 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 go down that path, won't get what you said you wanted. And you're like, well, I'm going to go anyway. And the universe is like, all right, well, maybe it's something else you want. I'll go with you. And they're like, well, this is what you said you wanted. And you're like, oh my gosh. Okay. Is that what I said I wanted? Because that is not the dude I want to marry. No, no, no. <laughs> Let me give you him back. And you can send me another one. Let's try this again. (laughs) And so think of it as when we do things or we get irritated by somebody or it just doesn't sit right with us, it is because it's going against our original idea of what we wanted in our lives. And if we could look at it like a window, what is this person showing me? And I know that in metaphysics, a lot of times we say, what is this person showing me like a mirror? So it's back at me. I'm, I'm saying let it, let it be less limiting and broaden it. What is this person showing me? What is out there? Because I'm limited by getting irritated by them. I'm, so, I'm stopping my energy. How can I keep that energy flowing out the window and into the universe to create more love? And that's what the universe is showing us. That's my philosophy. I learned metaphysics at a really early age. And then as I continue to grow, that was what the universe gave me in order to heal. Because seeing it as a mirror, I couldn't get with that. I couldn't get with that. Mm-hmm. From 15 to about 
almost 30. I just didn't understand what that meant. I was like, that doesn't sound right. That's not right. And so in order for me to get it, for me to heal and embrace metaphysics as as much as I do now, I needed to see it as a window. I love that. I'm I'm just sitting here going like, oh my gosh, that's that's a reframe that I can positively use in a lot of instances because you're right. A mirror is a limiting because then it puts it back on you to do the work. And then like maybe like self doubt or self hatred yeah. or self self yeah. abuse can come in. And then you're like, where's my spiritual out? It's like, what, what spiritual bypass can I take? What exit <laughs> route can I take? Like, how can I get out of this? Um, and I really appreciate the metaphor. Thank you for sharing that of a window, because it reminds me of this idea. Um, like Abraham Hicks shares it a lot but I've seen it in other metaphysical teachings. And it's this idea that we come into this physical form to experience contrast. So with everything going on in the world, mm-hmm. it's like we could not be experiencing more contrast right now. We have a health crisis. We have an economic crisis. We have a social crisis. Like we, we're going through it. But all of these are opportunities for contrast to be presented so that we can move through them. And it's like, how do you move through them? How do you transmute it when the energy is just, it's just so, it just feels like such a strong contrast. It's like, well, is it really such a strong contrast or do we just need to open a window? Ooh. And once the window is open, we can all pass through. You yes. know, and a lot of people been been talking, I've been talking with some like midwives and doulas and they're like, we're in transition, we're in transition. And you all, like any any mother who's had a, had a child or any spouse or partner or loved one who's been there as, as a child has come into this earth, there is a phase of life where um, the precipice between life and death is so thin as you bring a new life onto this earth for the mother, for the child. And it's like, and there's no turning back. Like once you're in transition, you know, you're in transition and you got to push through and we're, we're really in transition. I just love this idea um, of the window. So thank you for sharing that with us because I think it, like, I just thought like, Oh my gosh, that's a breath of fresh air. That's a, that's a new idea and a, and a fresh breath. And like, it's literally representative of what you're saying, like open the window, open the window and we can all breathe fresh air. Thank you. You also made me think of, so you asked what was the first step. What you just shared was the second step. So what I mean by that is, so we're looking for the the contrast, right? You talked about the contrast. And so we see the contrast as one side is good and one side is bad, right? That that there's the judgment. So now I'm aware, oh, I see what's happening. I'm aware of what's happening in the world. And I'm saying chaos is bad and peace is good. Not necessarily. Some people thrive in chaos. And if you, the, the whole diamond analogy, right? The diamond is created under pressure. Diamonds. Yeah. We're on the same wavelength. You keep saying things and I'm like, I, can't, I thought I was like, did I share my show notes with her? And that's why I was glad that you did that because you segued into step two. Not a, didn't know if you were going to ask me, but I thought that people should know that step two is acceptance. And so this chaos is okay. It's like, let's just accept what it is and where we are. Just like labor is okay, right? When the mom, when the mom is pregnant, she's not, she's expecting that this labor is, ha- is going to happen. If we want that baby out, the labor is going to happen. And so the chaos has to happen. And we feel this contrast like, oh, these are the peaceful people and these are the irrational people or whatever words we use to describe them, but they all are needed. And here's the second part of that need is that peace doesn't even exist without chaos, right? Everything is its opposite. And I have a tattoo on my back. It's half the sun and half the moon. And basically it says there is no light without dark. And we we want to be, you know, light workers and healers and all in the, the woo and the positive, but without the darkness, who will be what would we be healing? 
<laughs> right? Well, we'd have no jobs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Now, balance has its place, wherever it has its place, not just not in this conversation right here, right now. The word that we need right now is harmony. And in order for this particular group to stop hating, they need a lot of pressure applied on them. We do not need balance right now. We don't need, oh, we need the people who are causing pressure on one oppressed group or causing oppression. We need to give them just enough pressure where they feel comfortable. And no, because they weren't toned into diamonds. We put the pressure on. We don't find, we don't need balance. We need harmony. And sometimes harmony means we put 99% pressure on one side and we have 1% of left on the other side, right? But, or harmony means 70, 30 or 60, 40 or any combination uh, that we could think of. Harmony is what we're looking for, not necessarily balance, because balance doesn't always serve us. We're just looking for what's going to serve the best and highest good of everybody involved, and that's harmony. I get lost sometimes in these interviews when I, I'm listening to folks. And I'm just like, yes, yes, tell me more. And then I'm like, oh, right, I got to ask questions. But what you're saying is um, exactly true. It's like when you're trying to build a new muscle, you don't just build a muscle, like you have to put contrast against it. You have to like, you know, build it. And uh, anyways, we're going to take a quick break. And when we get back, we're going to talk more about maybe some shadow work and the life-changing benefits of hypnotherapy with Kine Cordes. We'll be right back. We're back on Golden Matter Divinations with me, Autumn Seibel, and my guest today, Kine Corder, who's talking with us about the life-changing benefits of hypnotherapy. Um, and before we took a break, we were talking about shadow work, and I want to get back to that. But before we do, um, Kine, is there a way that folks can get a hold of you to listen to your podcast or schedule a private session with you? Or- ah, yes. So podcast is Presidential Experience, and you can find it anywhere you listen to podcasts, and you can go, or you can go to our website, which is presidentiallifestyle.com slash podcast. So that's the podcast. And I like to break it down like this. There's free ways of hanging out with me. And then there's low cost ways of hanging out with me. So um, the other place is Instagram. On Instagram, it's not a lot of lessons or life learning kind of things. It's mostly just about lifestyle. Just see my lifestyle because sometimes we learn by example. So on on Instagram, you can find me at Kine Corder, and that's K-I-N-E-C-O-R-D-E-R on Instagram. And then about those low-cost ways, there are two ways that you can interact with me. One is to take my Control the Controllable Guide, and that's just you taking the guide, no me. You, that's one way. The second way is for you to schedule a one-on-one session with me. You'd also get the control, the controllable guide. So you'd have that 10-day step-by-step process plus a one-on-one session with me. The way that you can do that is to go to joinpresidentialexperience.com. Beautiful. Thank you. And we will have those links in our show notes. Yes. I will send you um, all the links. Awesome. And then, um, I actually, I love that with you say on, um, in pretty much anywhere I, I see your content, you say, it's just a conversation. Mm-hmm. It's just a conversation. <laughs> and I just think that's so invitation. It's so invitational and yeah, like it can drop the barriers for maybe folks who are new to doing the inner work and like healing work and healing trauma work. And maybe they don't understand that the outer chaos in their life is actually connected to something internal. And by taking that first step or just having a conversation, yep. um, they can access that. 
Yeah, so, I wanted to mention this because I didn't say this clearly, but when you go to joinpresidentialexperience.com, most of that page is going to be about you joining the presidential experience, having a, a, a one-on-one conversation with me. When you scroll all the way down to the bottom, you will have the opportunity to just take the course. So that I don't, I don't have a link selling the course. Just know that all the way down at the bottom is just the control the controllable guide if that's just what you want. I want to make sure because people will go there and they'll look for like choices and there won't be choices. There'll be one choice. But if you scroll all the way to the bottom, I'm like, okay, so you got all the way down here. That means you really do like me, but you're just not ready to meet. You're just not ready to meet me yet. <laughs> yeah. But that's so interesting. Like it can be such a barrier, especially when you have like a, a bigger platform that maybe people are used to hearing your voice, but then not talking to you, not engaging with you. I get that a lot when people are one-to-one and they're like, so nervous. I'm like, it's okay. It's just me. It will literally be the same thing that you see or hear. Um, I'll just be using your name and talking to you instead. Yes. And so there is like that. And that's why I like when you say it's like, it's just a conversation and you're so, um, you have, you have such a invitational energy. I just, whenever I think of you, I think of like the heart chakra. I even wore green and I accented with all my greens today because oh. I just felt very heart aligned with you. Um, Thank you. And you predominantly, and you predominantly work with um, like hard workers, high achievers, who take care of the, the ones that they love, but it may not be working the way that they thought. They might be stressed out and dissatisfied with their life and they need to change um, and, a p- and peace of mind and a guide and you can help be that guide. And so speaking of, I wanted to, I asked, I sent you something that I thought maybe I could ask you to read. And it's okay. about, we were talking about how to surrender into, into our healing. And knowing that, I don't know, like, why don't you take Here's the Here's way, I, I think, lead. based on what I remember us talking about and where I know your heart is, is this. Society has given us these ideas of what is safe and what is not safe, right? But our spirit already knows what is safe and what is not space, what is safe and what is not safe. A lot of times we can't get to our spirit because of all the conscious stuff that is in the way. And so... I'm going to read this, but I want to tell you this little story that might help people understand what we what we were talking about. I'm running on the treadmill, and on this treadmill, you it's one of those treadmills that can show you a picture. You can choose the scenery you want. You can choose the mountains. You can choose a path. I'm choosing the peaceful path. That's what I want to run on. On this peaceful path is a random white man. Now, to the people who created this treadmill, they see a white man as peaceful. You're running on a treadmill. You see a white man. You feel safe. And, but to me, a woman of color, I'm running on a path in the middle of a forest. I see a man, period. I do not feel safe, right? No woman running in a forest is going to feel safe when she sees a man. And she doesn't go like, oh, great. There's a man here. Even better. Right? No. She goes, oh, shit, there's a <laughs> She goes, oh, crap, like, there's a man it's like here. The, it's like a patriarchy conversation. Just <laughs> slap a guy in here just to really make you ladies feel safe. No, actually, that is the last thing that makes us feel safe. Exactly. Like, so. It was a good try. Yes, but this is a how stranger, like a strange stranger. Exactly, right? Like, if you could put a picture of, like, maybe one of your family members, like, we have an avatar <laughs> drop-in. You could put your grandpa there, your uncle, your brother, your cousin. Anybody who would make right. you feel safe running out in the middle of the woods, not a stranger. Exactly. Anyway, I you put a little, a little goat or something, you know, nobody's afraid <laughs> yeah, of a goat. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> bad, though. Not anyway. And so, so I tell you that story because I'm running on the treadmill. I see this random white guy on my, my beautiful, peaceful path. And I'm like, 
it didn't move me, but it made me think. I was like, huh, the people who created this treadmill thought that seeing a random white guy on my peaceful path would help me feel even more safe. Or either they were like, it's time to pick up the pace. Run, girl, run. <laughs> okay, Your heart rate's a little low. Your heart rate's a little low. <laughs> I know you guys did not expect that. So <laughs> I like to change it But up. you know, it, this is so important that we're laughing because that's the way that we, like you have to laugh and raise the vibration. So go ahead. Yes, keep, yes. keep going, keep going. And so, so with that being said, I know that people come with their preconceived notions and their ideas and their programming is what I call it. They're programming. They are programmed. And I am also programmed. And I've worked so, so diligently to release the program that society has given me so that I can be a profound healer. My goal in life, my overall mission in life is to heal. I just want to heal the world as many freaking people as I can. And so, in order to do that, I have to let go of my programming. And so in the letter that you read earlier, another, the last part of that letter, I said this, when I see a police officer, I don't feel safe. A white man with power is the equivalent to a monster in my subconscious brain. I have had an unconscious fear my whole life that a white man or woman will one day decide I am no longer valuable and take my life. This is an unconscious fear that most Black people live with. And even though my best friends and some of my best clients are white men and women who love me dearly, they can't take the pain and unconscious fear that has been with me so long and so deeply rooted by society, they can't take that fear away. Despite that fear, though, I've spent the last three years of my career working with white men and women, and I've thoroughly enjoyed it. They have put their trust in me. I have seen them at their worst and their lowest points. They have asked for my help, and I have given them the strength needed to turn fear into peace and love. In those moments, they are no longer powerful. In fact, they usually come in begging for me to use my power. They are humble and open. I, in those moments, must remain neutral and tapped into love. That was the statement. And I know that everybody is going to hear that differently based on their programming. But the bottom line is, if I remain humble and neutral and in love, then no matter where they are, when they get to that point, that painful point, that they're like, where do I go from here? Then I can guide them to love. I think it's such a, um, thank you for sharing. Thank you for sharing. And I know that was probably the last thing you thought you'd be sharing today. Um, but it was, I felt it was important because sometimes our fears can be so deeply buried that um, we don't acknowledge them. And right now we are all acknowledging this and we're all talking about this. And it's, and the only way I think that like true, and I don't know if the word is allyship or understanding or support is if you understand where someone is in their heart and why, why they're in fear. And once you understand why someone is in fear, you say, okay, I understand. I'm not the monster. I understand you're scared of monsters. 
I might look like the monster, Mm -hmm. but I'm not the monster. So I'm not the enemy. Okay. 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 I understand this. How can I help? How can I help you move into love? And how can I also move into love? Because as soon as you feel like the enemy or you feel like, am I the monster? Oh my God, I'm a monster. Then everybody's in fear. And you're like, okay, how can we move all towards love? And I think that the first step is acknowledging where our fears are and then, and then transmuting it and working with the healer. And um, thank you for sharing that. Yeah. And you bring up such a great point because the, the great question that you asked, and I want to make sure people did not miss this question is how can I make you feel safe? Right. How do I not look like the monster? Right. I, and you said, I understand that I look like the monster. So that's not saying you are the monster. That's not saying you are racist. Right. Because that's that was one of the things this one guy said to me. I wish I didn't have to prove that I wasn't a racist. No, you don't have to prove that you're not a racist. It's just that you look like the racist. And so in order for us to see you and, and when I say us, the people who have been oppressed in order for the oppressed to not see everybody as an oppressor, they just need to feel safe. And it doesn't come from proving that you're not the monster. It just says, hey, what is it about what's happening between you and I that makes you feel like I am? And so if that other person has to take responsibility for their feelings, because that's the other part of that you can't say, but I can, I have to take responsibility for my feelings. In that post, I said, my subconscious brain is saying that's a monster. Now my conscious brain is saying, no, that's Autumn or that's Bob or John, you know, it's just John. But my unconscious brain is saying monster run. And so if I can take responsibility that my unconscious brain or subconscious brain is running constantly like a little jukebox, playing music (laughs) and I just got to change the music. I have to switch the song. Autumn can't switch the song for me. But what you can do is say, oh, okay, I see that. Give me the space to switch the song. Don't go, but I'm not the monster. But monsters don't even exist. So why are you upset? Right? Because now I can't switch the song. Yeah. It's just like when anyone is in fear. I mean, if anybody has small children, and this is maybe not an apt analogy, but it's it's like when you're trying to explain to somebody who's scared of water, like the water's fine coming in. Or like, I'm scared of water. If like, if like this happens to me all the time, my kids are going through something and I'm like, but everything's fine. It's okay. It's like, it doesn't matter if they're in fear yeah. and I'm not getting through to, to like, to say like, you're safe, you're safe. So it's a matter of like, how do I um, help you feel safe first? And then we can have the conversation that right. the water's fine or, you know, the dog's not dangerous or whatever it may be. It's like, yeah. how do I make you feel safe? And I think a mother's instinct is always to be like, a child is crying. You pick them up, you comfort them. You go like, you're safe, you're safe. Now let's process. Mm-hmm. And maybe right now that's what we all need. We just like need one big motherly hug to say like, we're safe. And even if it doesn't seem like it, we are, op- no, like we are safe and we're moving into, no, can I, maybe you can help me with this. Cause I'm not the voice that needs to say this. It's like, we need a hug, <laughs> we need yes. a big hug so that we can go through that window basically. Yes. Like how the can we feel that safe I'm now? Say before yeah. that? There's a step before that. So a mother can give that hug, right? But a monster can't. And so mm-hmm. if the water is not safe and there, there needs to be a neutral third party then, right? Because yeah. there has to be something between the monster and the victim or the, you know, the hurt person. So there needs to be a neutral third party that says, 
I vouch for this person. Oh, and I vouch for this person, right? And so the neutral third party has to first come with a handhold, maybe. And then yeah, and then a hug. And then a hug, right? So it, I'm yeah. skipping straight to hugs. <laughs> because you're so lovely. I want to get straight to third base. I want to get this thing wrapped up. Exactly. No, I'm, I'm being I love, I'm being love, funny, love. I want to pour love yeah. into you. Just feel the love, right? Yeah. But, but right. just like you said with the water, I would just dip my toe in. You Like you would tell, mm-hmm. oh, just dip your toe in. The other thing yeah. that you is bring the water on equal footing. So to that child, the water is bigger than them or to a, to a woman, Mm -hmm. uh, to a woman of color, the white male is bigger than her. Right. But as Kanae, the healer, there's nobody bigger than me. We are all one. We are all the same. We're all equal. I know we're all equal. He might not know. I know, but I know. And then he might not feel that way either yet. But I know, love, love, love. I just continue to love on him, love on him. I'm like, that's okay, that's okay. I love you, and I love you, and I love you. And then it brings him down into love because he's not in love when he comes. He's in ego or he is in pride and he is in unconscious society programming. I, I love his programming. I will love him through his programming. And as he sheds his program, he's going to get back to love. Because remember what I said all the way around when we talked about the mirror in the window, you came here with a purpose. He didn't come here with a purpose to be evil. That usually does not talk about the shadow, right? That's not why we come here. We're not like, oh, I want to oppress people and be awful. No, we probably say, I want to have some power and control, right? And so power and control to, to society, society standards looks like oppression. Well, this person needs to be down in order for me to be up, but it's just not true. I'm the I am powerful in my love. Everybody I meet, I never, ever, 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 ever met a person, not even when I was born, that didn't say, oh my gosh, you're going to be somebody and I'm going to be able to say I knew you when, right? Every, every as, long, as early as I can remember, people have always said that to me, but have always been in love. Now, I did go into a time where I got away from love and and I wasn't there as much as I would have liked to be. But what I know about myself is that I am powerful and amazing. And, and I never not, I was no time in my life that I didn't feel powerful and amazing. And so no matter who came into my life, they couldn't take that away from me because I was inherently born with that. But we all are, but we just don't know it. And we let either one or two things happen. Either it gets chipped away at, which is a lot of times what happens to women, chipped away at, chipped away at, chipped away at, chipped away at. Next thing we know, we're done with, we're down to nothing. With, with men, it gets piled, stuff gets piled on top of it. We pile lust on top of it. We pile greed on top of it. We pile anger on top of it. All these things we pile on top. Titles, all that stuff gets piled on top of that love. And we have to unpack it for men. For women, we have to build it back up. And that is really? why people say, why do you say your program is for men? Because the way you heal a woman and the way you heal a man is two different ways. Now, nobody is going to say this. This is my philosophy. You can't Google this. But what I just told you is the way that I heal men. I am take, I am pulling back. I am taking off the titles. I am taking off. A, and male and women who have dominated male-dominated industries. This is also the way they would heal as well. And so I want to make sure that make that distinction. And so I'm pulling. I'm taking off. I'm taking off. I'm taking off. I don't have to give him confidence. He got that. I don't have to empower him. He got that. And so if I spend time trying to empower him, all I'm doing is further harming him. He don't need no empowerment. No, please don't give him any more empowerment. <laughs> what I need to do is take up all the stuff that made him feel like, oh, I have to be greedy. Oh, I have to be lustful. Oh, I have to be angry all the time in order to show that I'm powerful. 
No, you don't. So that's why my program specifically goes towards men or women who have dominated male-dominated industries because it's a totally different way of healing. I'm not building you back up. There are plenty of self-empowerment groups and things and you know stuff out there where you can put your pieces back together. This is not that. If you need your pieces put back together, then you have to go to one of those. But if you need to un- unlock open up that window so you can see yourself differently, lose your programming so you can finally get to yourself, get down to your true authentic self, then this is the program for you. That's what I tell people. How do you, um, how do folks usually find you? Like Uh, what's their kind of like, how do not, not how, where they can go on the internet and, and all that, but like, would it be, so I work for the hypnotherapist and it came through a recommendation of somebody I trusted. And then from there, I actually recommended that person out to many people in my life. And it was like a ripple effect of healing because I was willing to like accept a recommendation from somebody and trust, like I'll do it, whatever. If, if healing needs to take place and somebody has to like make the first appointment to start the process, I'm in. I'm always the first one through the door. Um, just because like I know that if I do it and then people are like, well, if Autumn can do it, then I could probably do it because she's a real mess. But <laughs> I'm kind of kind of kidding, but not really. But you see how the self-improvement really works, you know? Yep. Um, and so the point of the story is that was how my kind of in, introduction to hypnotherapy worked. And I had worked with a really great practice, practitioner who did distance sessions. His name's Dan Reagan. And then from there, I was like, I felt so safe with this person. And I know so many people who could benefit from this. And anytime I had any, any interactions like around that, I said, you know, maybe this would be of benefit to you. So how do folks kind of come into your yeah. orbit? Is it, is it a word of mouth thing? Is it a Hey, I, I heard this. I heard this podcast. I heard this interview. There's this lady named Kinney. Like, we should maybe check her out because I, I, I grew up with brothers. I had four brothers, and so I'm just like always around masculine energy. And a lot of times, it does start with an invitation. Like, could you do this for me? And it's like when I say, could you do this for me? I really mean, could you do this for you so that you're doing this for us? Yes, yeah. <laughs> and I yeah. just wonder, like, is there a yeah? Yeah. So I want to make that comment on what you said. A lot of times healers, especially therapists are like, people can't come to therapy for somebody else, but it's just not true when it comes to men. Men's whole entire lives are about somebody else. And that's what people don't understand. They think that's women. They say that about women, but that's also the same for men. They go to work for their wife and children. They don't go to work for him. They say, if you ask a man, he's going to say, I'm doing this for you. And so of course, therapy will be the same way. If he's going to come to therapy, he needs to know it's a reason. He can't do it for himself, even though he maybe goes play basketball or golf. That's the stuff he does for himself. But he's not coming to therapy for himself. He will do it for you. And once he's there for you, he can get the healing. So I know that people say, well, people aren't ready if they're coming for somebody else. But that's just not true. You have to look at each individual person and for the male person, um, he is everything he is doing is for somebody else. And he will tell you that if you listen. So that's first. Second, to answer your actual question, how do people find me? There's a couple ways. One is what you just said. Somebody says to them, hey, I know this lady, Kene, This they don't call me a healer, but I know Kene, she's been talking about you know men's health and she might have something for you. I'm just saying, go see her, go talk to her. And that could be in a virtual sense or in the person sense. I used depending on where I am in the, in the, in the world, which is a very different place. 
every six months, it feels like. But um, <laughs> so wherever I am, people can come to me if they can afford that, which is why my target market is high achievers, because you do have to have a certain amount of money to come see me in person if I don't live in your city, because it's an expense. And so um, that's one. Somebody recommends them. It might also come from another healer, another therapist who has gotten to the point where they're like, I can't reach this person. And so they say, you know, I've run into a wall. We're not moving, but I know somebody who might be able to help you. The other thing is anger, because when people are searching for anger, I may come up or other therapists know that I specialize in anger. A lot of times they'll come to me because of the anger. They're like, I, I need to heal my anger. And so I, I love having that conversation because anger is a secondary emotion. So if they're feeling anger, I want to know what was the feeling they felt before that. But men can't access that. They don't have that information. Um, women, however, can. They can say, well, first, I, you know, I felt fear or I felt disappointed or whatever the feeling is. And then they moved. It went unacknowledged and it moved into fear. I mean, moved into um, it. Why? Why is my brain anger? <laughs> my brain would not let me access that word. And so, with men, though, because they don't, they don't have permission to feel all of those other emotions. The only one they can access really well is anger. And so, we have to give them a permission to feel anger because if we don't, which we don't, we tell them feel guilty for feeling anger, even though we told them that that was the only emotion that we'd allow them to feel as they were growing up. We didn't let them cry. Oh, that's for girls. You know, we didn't give them access to any other emotions. And so a lot of times a therapist will get stuck with a client and so they'll send them to me. And then the last way is probably the most common virtually for the people who may not be high achievers because my high achievers are not on the internet. They're not looking at Instagram, look, searching for me. They're not Googling me. The, the people who find me on the internet are people who are searching. They may not be my high achievers. They may have meaning in their life, but they don't have enough money. So my high achievers usually have money, but then they don't have enough meaning and it's coming out in stress and anger. My the people who usually find me on the internet, they have meaning in their lives. They just want more money, and they're like, "Hey, I'm stressed out because I do love what I do, but I can't freaking seem to make it make money." And so I want to open up that window for them to see that they deserve that money because a lot of times they feel like they don't. They just don't know they do. So that's why I say I'm the world's number one clinical hypnotherapist specializing in financial therapy and stress management because the financial therapy is reconciling your emotions around money. Maybe you thought money was the end all to be all. And so you need somebody to say, hey, I know they told you hard work was the key to success. And once you got all the money, everything was going to fall in place. And I know you still feel dissatisfied and unhappy. So here's Kene. You need to speak with her. She can help you have money and meaning in your life. And then the other side is, hey, I got I got meaning. How do I turn this into money? It's like, oh, I found this Kene girl. I'm going to look at her on Instagram for a little while. Oh, I'm going to listen to her podcast for a little while. Oh, I think I'm ready. I'm going to click the button and say mm -hmm. Let's have a conversation. That was a long freaking answer. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. Thank you. Um, and if you're listening to this and maybe you think you might be the access point for somebody, you could, um, there's a link in our show notes for free giveaway. It's a quiz to your presidential lifestyle um, and meeting quiz. And so that might be a great way to be like, hey, I took this quiz. Or like, hey, maybe you should take this quiz. And I don't know, it's just like an, it's like, an, it's just an invitation. So yes. Um, Look how that went so quick. So <laughs> we're going to wrap it up. Thank you so much for listening and be sure to follow Golden Otter Divinations on Instagram where you can check in and let me know about your golden moments so Spirit and I can cheer you on. And if you'd like to contact me or join my monthly uh, manifesting membership, Lunar Manifestations, you can visit us at the Join Now page on goldenotter.us.
Gold is like the precious metal and otter like the precious animal. Take a moment to sign up for some inbox gold to stay up to date on all things gold and otter. Uh, we're excited to announce our Be the Change financial pledge with 10 to 50% of the proceeds from all member plans going directly to supporting community building efforts in rural Africa to address global inequalities so that you can be the change that you wish to see in the world through your purchasing power. To learn more, click the Be the Change link in our show notes. Um, also, please take a minute to sign up for some inbox goals to stay up to date on all things gold matter. I want to thank my guest, Kenny Quarter, for being here and sharing a wealth of information and for opening the window so that we could all take a breath and yes. start welcoming in the fresh air. I deeply, deeply uh, appreciate that and I appreciate you sharing space with us. Um, I want to thank you all for tuning into Golden Otter Divinations. I had an amazing time sharing this sacred co-creation space with you. Have a great week and I'll feel your positive vibes back here next time. Thank you so much, Kenei. Yay, thank you. Thank you. All right, Lightworker, thank you so much for tuning into Golden Otter Divinations. For more tools to uplevel your metaphysical game, get your questions answered, and connect with me live at the next new or full moon, please consider joining our Lunar Manifestations co-creation tribe now by heading to the link in the show notes. It's goldenotterdivinations.com forward slash join now. You can also, also get there by going to autumncycle.com or goldenotter.us and clicking the join now tab. 10 to 50% of the proceeds from all member plans sold go directly to supporting community building efforts in rural Africa aimed at addressing global inequalities so that you can be the change you wish to see in the world through your purchasing power. You can also get a digital copy of any rituals we discuss by clicking the shop link in the show notes or heading over to our YouTube channel where I share practical ways to incorporate these metaphysical tips and tools into your everyday life. You can also message me on Instagram for more information. Lastly, if this moon thing is not for you, but you want to connect with me in real time, you can schedule a private one-to-one session by heading to the book now link in show notes. It's always my honor co-creating with you in this sacred space. In gratitude, Autumn.